Hear me now. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was, about to throw my, I was about to throw my phone across this doggone room. I'm like, Anchor, don't you start this with me. You know, it's so funny. Well, speaking of which, uh, I do want to shout out Anchor, but I, I did notice something. So in the last maybe three or four podcasts, usually Anchor like says, hey, use this, use this podcast. Uh, you, can, you can do any kind of podcast by using Anchor. Ever since I've been screaming on Anchor, they stopped saying that. So I guess Anchor's a little bit upset. <laughs> Hey, technical difficulties, guys. Ugh. We appreciate the platform, but I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, Sean, you want to play a little game of guess the last time we actually recorded? <laughs> it had to be like the beginning of February. <laughs> it was February 5th, to be exact. It was somewhere <laughs> in that area. <laughs> Uh, we were recording today on Thursday. Was it was it March sixth? I think I don't, so. I don't, I don't so it's been a month and a day. Exactly. When you have kids, you start losing days, and oh. when you work, you start losing days. I'm just like, but we're finally here. We're we're finally here. My God, so much has happened in a month, but that's that's yeah. that's uh, so it's a lot to dive into. A lot to dive into. All right, let's get right to it. Episode thirty eight. Of- See, y'all thought I was going to forget the number of the podcast. You know, yeah. I have the slightest idea. <laughs> All right, today is episode 38. Y'all have no idea podcast. Big Sky is here. And I am Sean. All right, let's get right to it, shall we? Well, let's get right to these uh, these results from Super Tuesday. No. Uh, you know we got to talk about, ah, uh, come on, come on. Super Tuesday happened. Super Tuesday is the day that every single time the presidential election year comes around, you have uh, a lot of states that are up for grabs to receive delegates to pretty much make their nominee for the next president of the United States. So let's get right to it. A month ago when we recorded this podcast, it was like 10 candidates. (laughs) it's like golly i mean one of the debates uh about a month ago i think it might have been the day after we recorded actually it was like 10 people on stage i'm like this is way too i stopped watching them because it was just a headache at that point just so many people talking it's just like i catch the highlights on twitter exactly so now a month later which is today uh, a lot of those individuals that were on stage are no longer running for office. Uh, those who have noticeably dropped out, Tom Steyer, which he had no shot anyway. I like Tom Steyer though. He was he was pretty he was he was high with me. Uh Andrew Yang, uh who else dropped out? Of course, the oh so infamous Mr. Michael Bloomberg. He knew he ain't stand a chance. Them black people turned their back on him at church. He knew he was done. Mm-hmm. As soon as he walked in that building, I said, oh, he's toast. <laughs> he's toast. Uh, Michael Bloomberg, um, uh, Amy uh, Klobuchar, and of course, our pick, Elizabeth Warren. Did you say Pete Buttigieg? Oh, I, I, I forgot about Pete. <laughs> I forgot about Pete. <laughs> It's, it's too many of them. It's like everybody in their mama was ready for all You know, yeah, I forgot about Booyah I forgot about it. I actually like Pete, though. I, I like Pete. 
But um, yeah. But the most the, the most damaging one, of course, is the one I just. Oh named. man, I'm so hurt. Elizabeth Warren. It's like I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but I still wanted it to happen so bad that I ignored the fact that I knew it wasn't gonna happen. So mm-hmm. now that it has happened, I'm just like, oh man. Well, let's let's talk about that, shall we? Now, okay. We, huh. <laughs> okay, but didn't I ask you to give me a minute? Yes, I did. Go finish eating your food and watch your show. I love it. Oh, she's at that stage now. Go. Go sit down. Oh, boy. She's at that stage now, huh? Yes. Oh, boy. She is just growing up in our eyes just so effortlessly. I love it. Uh, all right. So let's get right to it. Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Um, we know she was the U.S. Senator of Massachusetts. Uh, I liked her so much. Yeah, her- she was like the most qualified. Ugh, Bernie, he just, he irks my life. I just uh, don't want him. Okay, so let's, we'll, we'll, we'll save that because we're, we're going to have a very big difference in opinion <laughs> on this, obviously. The reason why Elizabeth Warren was, was good for me is she just was so relatable she More was the only other... one who really had a black agenda, I think. Absolutely. And that was the one thing that a lot of people were saying, you know, even leading up to uh, Super Tuesday, is that she had the most um, she had the most plan for, she had the biggest plan for us, mm-hmm. so to speak. And the other candidates, I mean, they had agendas, but they danced around it. Elizabeth Did they Warden, know? Yes. <laughs> they, yes. <laughs> See, okay, so this is my opinion. This is my opinion. I felt like a lot of the ones that were talking about a black agenda, it was certain things that they did not want to talk about. The number one being like reparations. Mm-hmm. And that's my that's my biggest gripe with Bernie. That that's my biggest gripe, which I'll I'll save that in, in you know when we start talking about Bernie versus Biden. But I just don't think that a lot of them were as proactive in telling us what the solution was with the issues that we have within our community. Elizabeth Warren was like one of the only ones that actually talked about it openly more and and without fear. Like some, like, like Biden talk about it. He's kind of like timid. Sanders talks about it, but he, he was brass, but it didn't sound like it was any kind of cohesive plan. Elizabeth Warren, the way she just presented herself when it came to the black agenda is exactly what resonated with me. So that's why I liked her so much. And I liked her policies. And it's ironic that she has a lot of the same policies that some of the other ones have, but I was very sad that she actually um, suspended her campaign. And I was just like, oh, man. She's tired of wasting people's money. She know at this point it's like, it's not well, gonna happen. Well, yeah, but I still say the highlight was her just killing off Michael Bloomberg Ugh. on the debate stage. It was so <laughs> he couldn't it was great. do nothing but just, <laughs> <laughs> just take it. He was fight. looking so stupid standing up there while she just dismantled him and put him back together. Just oh, oh it was it was a work of art. It, and then, like you know, it was so funny that she did that because leading up to leading into the debates my thing was about 
uh, Elizabeth Warren was she just presented herself, even though she presents herself very relatable, she also presented herself timid. So I was just like, eh, I don't know how she's going to do on this debate stage. The minute Michael Bloomberg got on that debate stage and started talking about stopping Fiskin, <laughs> she ate him alive. I said, yes. Kill him. He deserved Get it. Get him. He did. This man spent $500 million on his campaign and didn't win one state. Where he thought he was going to win. Black people I, was not messing with him. Except for them people that cut them checks to be on them damn abysmal commercials. Knowing doggone well they don't support no Michael Bloomberg. Right. I was watching all these. You know, shout out to, to, to my black people, but I saw a lot of black people suck a job for Michael Bloomberg. Man. I'm just like, why? He is the Democratic uh, Donald Trump. Uh, so... The funny one, another funny thing that I saw. I don't know who tweeted it, but I retweeted it. And God, I thought it was so funny. Somebody tweeted that make uh, make America great again in the blue hat. Oh yeah, you said oh, that to me. I, I laughed <laughs> so loud. I was like, "Yes, this is perfect." Because he Comedy. is the just Donald Trump for Democrats. That's exactly yes. what he is. Yes, that's all. That's all he is. That's all he is. So. I thought it was funny. I did. So, let's talk about the inevitable. It looks like it's going to come down to Biden and Bernie. You have your pick, I have mine. <laughs> Ain't neither one of them being Trump. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, go ahead. You, you talk about yours, and I'll talk about mine, and we'll talk about that. My yes. thing is not even that I like Joe Biden. It's that I don't like Bernie Sanders. Because Joe Biden is, he's never been my pick ever since, like, all the mess that was coming out in the beginning of his campaign when he was just saying all the wrong things at all the wrong times. I was, like, pretty much just through with him. But Bernie, he just so mean-spirited. Like, he always come off just kind of like a nasty old man. Like, he just real surly. And I don't like the fact that you're not a Democrat, but you you want to run and be the Democratic nominee. But then you want to talk crap about the people that you need to get you where you're trying to go. And his supporters are some of the worst human beings. They like right under uh, Trump supporters. They nasty too. Like you can say you don't like him and they all in your mentions. And it's just... And he he seems like the type to claim to be with you, but not really. Like, just enough to get your vote, but when it comes time to him being in office, everything's going to change because he right, right on the wire with too many things that I think he should be on one side or the other on. And I'm just over them both, but I really hate Bernie. Oh, okay. All right. Well... I actually can't stand Joe Biden. <laughs> and I love Bernie Sanders. Now, so so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do I agree with everything that Bernie Sanders stands for? No. But I love Bernie Sanders for his policies. Not every single nominee or, you know, person that's of course running for office is going to tickle my fancy, so to speak. You know the reason why Bernie, the reason why I like Bernie is like I said his policies. I like the 
you know, the tuition, you know, trying to get, you know, people to be debt free with their college tuition and trying to legalize marijuana. I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't smoke, but I get it. I get the concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so many people that has been wrongfully uh, incarcerated for weed. And I, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. So just legalizing it, just, I mean, it's not, weed is not that drug that is going to kill you. It, it, people forget marijuana is actually an herb. It's not the it's not parsley, but it's a, it's a special type of herb. And of course, it's used for if you have you know issues with cat you know cataracts or whatever. I don't even get, need to get into the whole health kick about marijuana. But he wants to legalize it uh, uh, widespread. Um, he wants to make sure that everybody has Medicare and making sure that everyone's universally insured. So I like his policies. Does he come off a little brash? Yes, I, I chalk it up to the Brooklyn in him. Most New Yorkers are like that. <laughs> New Yorkers are just brash. I mean, look at our... Pre- uh, well, I ain't going to say our president. I'm about to that say, guy. I don't know who you... I do not know that man. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know that man either. <laughs> look at that guy. and He's a New Yorker at heart. So they just come off a little bit bra- more brash. I, here's why I don't like Biden, Okay. Do I like Biden's policies? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not one of those individuals that hold past crime bills um, against people because if you start really digging deep into a lot of politicians, a lot of politicians sign bills when you look in 2020 hindsight, they, they shouldn't have no business signing anyway. So I'm not going to be that. He was part of the 94 crime bill. I'm not going to be that person. Because a lot of people signed up on that crime mm-hmm. bill that people still love, i.e. Bill Clinton, but that's a whole other discussion for another day. I don't like Joe Biden for the simple fact that I feel that he is still riding that Oh, Obama he's just definitely doing that. If he could have Obama come out and just stand there and wave, <laughs> he would. Now, it was a report that he really wants Michelle, if, if he was to pick a VP, that he really wants Michelle Obama to do it. Oh, I would love that. I would love it, but I hate it at the same time. Because you know what that means, right? He's still riding that way. He can ride that one. That would be fine with me. <laughs> I, the thing is, she's not going to do it. No, it's absolutely that, not. That's she's the not, only thing. Like, she's not going to do, do it. No, she's not going to do it. Um, And I just... I just don't like how he like ever since he had that controversy when he first uh announced his nomination and about the you know the 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 the, the inappropriate uh sexual behavior mm-hmm. that he that he had I don't like the way he handled it. It was like but I'm running for president type thing. It wasn't like you know yeah he apologized and and I hate to say what I'm saying because we're going to talk about Snoop later on, but it just came off like, meh, I'm running. Forgive I mean, me. it was very Bill Clinton at the beginning before he got impeached when he was all like, you know, no, I haven't done anything. He was getting all snotty and snooty with the, the reporters. And then when it came yeah. out that he had, then he had to humble himself. So it's very like braggadocious kind of. Right. And that's, and that was, I didn't like that neither. Um, but I'm. But here's the thing. I'm not gonna be mad if Joe Biden ends up. Let me up being tell you. I'm a vote for either nominee. one of them. Let's just be clear here, okay? The objective is to be Trump, and I'm gonna do my part to make sure that happens. So whoever the nominee right. ends up being, 
I will begrudgingly give my vote because to be honest, <laughs> begrudgingly. I don't really you know, care for either of them. Like last time when it was Hillary and Trump, it was like, obviously I'm not voting for oh my Trump's God. retarded self. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give Hillary my vote, but I'm not really feeling her either. Like I haven't really cast a vote for a candidate that I wanted since Obama. Like Right. Now, now I, I won't say this is, this is not nearly as bad as 2016. No. Not I mean, nearly as bad. choosing between it, these two, obviously not, no. Yeah, right, right. So, so Joe Biden ended up winning nine out of the. I think he won ten actually out of the thirteen. I know, but the biggest one for Bernie was winning California, which was four hundred and fifteen delegates. Like that's and that that's the most delegates among anyone. Of course, um, uh, Bernie Sanders won his state. He won Vermont. Oh, Elizabeth didn't even I mean, win hers. Like, girl, Jesus. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> she couldn't even win. Man. Oh my Jesus. goodness, girl, that is your home state. No, you cannot. And you can't even win it. You can't even win your own state. No, ma'am. That's right. That's like, right. What happened, Liz? What? That's that's uh, that's right. That's right. And once I seen yeah, that, I knew Liz the writing was, was on done. the wall. <laughs> it was clear. <laughs> it was clear. So I think that um, we are still in a position of being kind of like almost scratching our head. But let me just make a public service announcement. See, me and Sean had told oh, y'all I saw a lot been months saying. ago. I keep saying it. I hope everybody is prepared for them to say that Donald Trump will once again be inaugurated in January because it is absolutely going to happen. Like. There's no shot. We called this months ago. I would be more ago, shocked in November 2020 if Donald Trump loses than I was in November 2016 when he won. Agreed. I 100% agree with that. Like, 100%. I would be like, wow, really? We got about a little like, straight up. Right. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like you're you're just like you're like I know what's yeah. gonna happen. So. um it is what it is. I'm, I do my part, but it, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Now, let's get into some shenanigans. I want to talk about Spike Lee. I, I, I got to get this out the way. They ought to be shamed. Are you kidding? Okay, look, we are both sports fans, uh, fanatics, depending on the circumstance. I have never in my life been a New York Knicks fan, nor will I ever be a fan of the New York Knicks. Now, there is a lot of deplorable franchises out here. We are both from Michigan, so our well, I'm not even going to say our, the Detroit Lions are deplorable, (laughs) but they're deplorable for a whole other reason. They just can't win, period. The Cleveland Browns, which going into last season, everybody had them in the Super Bowl for whatever reason. And then they just fizzled out. Didn't even make the playoffs last year. Baker Mayfield looked like a whole fool out here. And Odell Beckham Jr. once again wants to be traded. In baseball, you have the Houston Astros, <laughs> which for you, Sean, I know this sucks, but my God. I mean, that whole cheating scandal they with the Houston Astros. Still in signs. Lord Jesus. Yeah. They ain't giving back that old World Series, though. They say y'all don't have to come take that. I know. Let me me hold that for the rest of my life, shall we? Let me hold that. Let me hold that. 
So you have the Houston Astros, who was also looked at as deplorable. And you have other franchises also, but no other franchise in sports look nearly as bad as the New York Knicks. They two for two. Yeah, First it was Charles man. Oakley. And yep. then a spike. So there was an incident a few days ago. Um, Spike Lee actually had went on first take to talk about an incident that happened at MSG where, and it was on film too, where Spike Lee, who has been coming to, uh, was going to actually, rather, the uh, going to MSG 28 years, almost 30 years. Sean, I am 36 years old. This man has been a fan since I was a kid. Do you remember? Do you know? I remember seeing Spike Lee courtside when I was in my teens. Listen, Reggie Miller had a 30 for 30, and they used about 30, 45 minutes talking about him and Spike, like Spike's a player. Yes. Yes. Spike Lee is a he is Academy the He's Award like, might as well be yeah, a he, mascot. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of people that are synonymous with being mascots for a team. You have Drake with Toronto Jack now. He's the ambassador the for the team. Yes, you have Jack Nicholson, who's the ambassador for the Lakers. You have Bill Murray, who's the ambassador pretty much for the L.A. Clippers. I mean, you have, I mean, every, it's so many people that are synonymous with, you know, franchises. And then there's Spike Lee, who by all accounts, no one is more ride or die that I've mm-hmm. seen in my lifetime than Spike Lee. So how do you ask Spike Lee? So basically, okay, so they basically, so Spike Lee, like I said, he went on first take and basically was talking about the incident that happened at MSG where he said that he was, he's been going through this employee entrance, employee entrance for pretty much about 20 something years. You same entrance all the time. I don't know how the setup is. I've never been to New York, so I don't know what the setup is. And so I guess security asked Spike Lee, to not use that entrance. Spike Lee was like, what are you talking about? I've been, I've been using this entrance. And I guess the security was telling him to... Go back uh, out and come back in. Like, why? Why am I going to do all that? Even if, okay, say you're not supposed to be entering there. I'm here now. I'm Spike Lee. I'm here now. Just tell me that next time I won't do it and let me go and go to the game. Like, why are we doing right. any of this? Yes, but now, but they took it a step further. And Spike, and Spike had a great point. And if anybody has been to a game of any magnitude, once you enter mm-hmm. that building, you can't exit the building and try to come back in with the same ticket. That's not how that works. And it, I'm glad Spike Lee hit that hit that point on first take because when he said that, I said, "It's it, yes, that's at any event. Once you're in, you're in. Once you leave, you're done, pretty much." So. They so they not only did the security ask him to to um to leave the building, of course Spike said no. The security so he I guess he go went up the elevator and then security was waiting for him there, and then James Dolan had the nerve, mind you, you have a whole basketball team that's about to play a game. Guys, who you pay on your payroll? Spike Lee is not on your payroll. You're approaching Spike Lee about an employee exit? What? <laughs> Wait, what? It get, and then it gets worse. So, so then Spike, 
So then Spike talks about the picture, and then the and then the New York Knicks had the nerve to release a statement, not apologizing for their behavior, but calling Spike Lee a liar. Huh? Your team sucks, by the way. When the last time the New York Knicks been any good? Any good? Uh, Patrick Ewing. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. I don't even count the Mellow years. I mean, they had one year when Mellow was there when they went fifty-four and twenty-seven, and they still didn't make it out of the first or second round of the playoffs. Y'all, y'all have been trash. Yeah. I mean, hot, flaming yeah. garbage for a long time. Larry Brown went there, they did nothing. Isaiah Thomas went there, they did nothing. Carmelo Anthony went there, they did nothing. They took a injured Amari Stoudemire and paid that man $140 million oh, for no apparent reason. Oh, he was so good to just sit there. Oh, what? Yeah, hello. They paid Eddie <laughs> Curry $90 million. He was sorry. That still doesn't... Yeah, he was garbage, <laughs> but that's still, that's still not the worst contract. The worst contract will always be that Allen Houston contract. I will, I will always laugh at how stupid the New York Knicks look for paying Allen Houston all that money, paying him over $100 million for nothing. Like, Allen Houston was a spot shooter at best. Want to know how I know? Because he played for the Detroit freaking Pistons. And I'm just... <laughs> anyway, y'all have been trash for this long. Spike Lee has been there through blood, sweat, and tears. When they broke down how much this man has spent over almost 30 years $10 million. for tickets. Yeah, if you include inflation, $10 million. $10 million. I said, what? And you treat that guy wrong? That guy. I don't even know what to say. They so after the incident, so Spike, so they so they asked Spike Lee would he attend Knicks games for the rest of the season. Yeah, he, he said, said no for the season. He'll be back next year. Will he be back? No, no. They asked him would he even be back next year. He said, I don't know. Sound like somebody gonna be making so th- some apologies and trying to right some wrongs by the time. It's, yeah, but it's too late. It's too late. So after the incident happened with the uh, with the backlash in the whole uh, Spike Lee incident, so Madison Square Garden had uh, uh, sixteen thousand five hundred eighty eight fans, thirty two thousand under capacity when they lost to the New York Knicks. Of course, I mean when they lost to the Utah Jazz. Of course they lost. They're the Knicks. They're the freaking is that's the, that's the smallest MS Treat G crowd for a Knicks game since December 13th of 2006. Think about this, Sean. They still had pulled 16,000 fans to a god awful New York Knicks team. I mean, you had your rider dies. My aunt, my uncle, they have season tickets to them sorry lions and they be in attendance every game. They wear the gear, they go to the practices, like they love mm-hmm. that team and you know they sorry. Now look, I don't blame anybody 
for being a fan of a trash team. I am a fan of the Detroit Pistons through and through. They are terrible. I have been fans of the Rich Rodriguez-led Michigan uh, Wolverines. Oh, we ain't doing too good right now. They won- you ain't even got to go far that, back, that far back. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I know we're not doing good because we can't beat Ohio State. I mean, I, I've had teams, you know, that I love that just stink. I mean, I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. They lost 116 <laughs> games last year. So I understand. The New York Knicks have been bad for so long, and they still pull six. When's the last time they won a championship? Nineteen seventy-three. <laughs> That's ten years before. Nineteen. <laughs> Hello. I wasn't even thought of in nineteen seventy-three. Holy, mo- I, yeah. That's a long yeah. time. <laughs> this is. That's a That's long time to not win a championship. Yes. Yes. That's a long time. (laughs) That's a long time to not win a championship. But the fact that I I just can't believe it. I can't believe they did Spike Lee of all people like that. Spike Lee, like literally, we—he's literally, literally synonymous with the New York Knicks. Like you can't even watch a New York Knicks game without seeing Spike Lee on court in courtside. Like I don't. How do you do him like that? It boggles my mind. I don't. I don't understand. I. I. I don't know. I, I would never understand. It. I would never get it. And I hope that they could come to some kind of resolve. Even though I think if I was Spike Lee, I would just become a fan of the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, hell, Spike Lee is from Brooklyn anyway, so you might as well become a fan of the Brooklyn Nets. Why not? So. Ah, oh, the Knicks look so sad. And if you're a Knicks fan and you listen to this podcast, God bless you. God bless you. Because y'all going to be trash for <laughs> It's going to be another time. 50 years. Yeah. I mean, if if you go on – oh, you don't even have to go on ESPN. If you go on YouTube and you put in, type in Stephen A. Smith New York Knicks rants, when I tell you these are some of the funniest videos you will ever experience in your lifetime – I don't know, but I don't For think you should go back. I wouldn't. Why? Why the hell? What you gonna take in? Carmelo Anthony just got back in the league this year. Why would you get Melo back? Melo's what thirty five. For what? What is he gonna do there? Nothing. He's not gonna pass the ball. Hell, we know Melo doesn't do that very well. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. Okay, okay. New York Knicks, y'all trash. Anyway, okay, so. Our last podcast, we talked about Kobe. Um, Mamba Out was the name of the podcast, and we was very saddened, of course, by his untimely death, him and his daughter Gianna and the other passengers on the plane. We didn't get a chance to talk about everything that has happened since then. Now, last time we recorded, Snoop had just put out that video that has now been since deleted off Instagram where he cursed out Gail King. Boy, oh boy. Since that video, it has been so much back and forth between Gail King and Snoop and just the, the, the sides that everybody has taken 
whether you was Team Gail or Team Snoop, or whether you just said screw them both or whatever, what have you. And Snoop took his black behind on Red Table Talk. I can't wait to talk about that because I have a lot I have to say about that. We've come to find out that uh, Vanessa Bryant actually um, is filing a claim against the the company of the, the pilot. And how stupid the uh. LAPD is. Oh, my God. It, we'll, we'll, let's, we're going to dive into all of that. But I do want to talk about might as well get the Snoop Gail King stuff out the way because we didn't get a chance to talk about that during this month hiatus that we were on. <laughs> so we know what happened. If you lived under a rock, we know Snoop put the infamous video out, uh, basically cursing out Gail King, and and the response was not all that great towards Snoop. Somewhere in this got lost of the whole reason why Snoop was mad in the first place. That has been my entire take on that. Sean, what have you thought about this? I Well, I was never mad at him. I'm still not mad at him. I understand that, you know, in the heat of the moment, you say things. My stance has pretty much always been, you know, he didn't have to call her out of her name. But I understand why he did. Hence why I'm not mad. Like, it was disrespectful the way that he talked, you know, about her. But when you put it in context Mm -hmm. of the situation, it's like this man lost a friend and he ain't even in the ground yet. And you already, like, talking about stuff that really doesn't matter. But then you pressing, like, other friends. Like, it was just disrespectful. And when you lose somebody and you emotional like that and you you see stuff, it, it could be a trigger. So, yes, he was wrong for what he said, mm-hmm. but I'm not angry at him for saying it. I completely understand where he was coming from. Now, you know, Sean, now that you said that, you know that I Black Twitter might come for you because... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you like Mimi said, I said what I said. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Let me tread lightly because I don't want to sound like the... Let me sound like diplomatic. (laughs) You know, I don't give a damn. I really don't. You know, I... I, On the offset of this whole Gail King Snoop thing, you know, I have really stayed away from Twitter because I really feel like people... Think yes. that the internet is real life. That has my, been my main issue with this whole Snoop and Gail King situation. So let me just paint this picture, right? And I hit, and I know we're gonna get hit with, uh, so you're, uh, so you're <laughs> signing with the misogynist because you know that's what's gonna be, you know, that's gonna okay, be because you know Killmonger was a misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's all. Now we're gonna dive into that one too. God, that was like one of the stupidest things I've saw. But whatever. Anyway, look. Let me paint this picture, y'all. So not only was Kobe Bryant Snoop's friend, not the depth of their friendship. I'm not sure, but why do I even need to go there? Not only was Kobe Snoop's friend, but of course the LA connection. Snoop mm-hmm. pretty much is from LA, and and. That's his home. That's his territory. And when you're passionate about your home, when you're passionate about people in general, 
you tend to get emotional about things. Now, I, I don't know how long it was after Snoop seeing the Gail King interview with Lisa Leslie. But my question is, first of all, and I understand that Gail King has a job to do. But I get sick as people I get sick of people using that as an excuse. So because Gail King has a job to do, that does not mean that you get to conduct yes, yourself any old kind of way so because mad. you have a job to do. It's like there's a certain thing called freaking like, human I can't... decency. Like use it. If you want to talk to Lisa Leslie yes. about this couple of years down the line, okay. But right now, girl. Yes, right. And to the point of Kobe's friendship, Kobe was friends with a lot of people, but Lisa Leslie, he really had a special bond with because, yes, they both played for L.A., her, him with the Lakers, her with the Sparks, and women's basketball, which Kobe was a huge advocate for. And him and Lisa Leslie actually worked on projects together to actually push women's basketball forward. So, of course, you're in an interview. This man just passed away, you know, suddenly with the incident. And I understand that people want to, you know, talk about that phase of his life, but it was a phase. Which brings me to my next point, and this is what I really wanted to dive into, honestly, out of this Gail King and, and Snoop situation. I'm so sick to death of people feeling like everything is their business. That is why I've been so, like, away from Twitter be- and, and social media in general. Because everybody feels like because it's out there, it's your business. No, it's not really. Actually, minding your business is an actual thing. And the fact that they did, because, you know, you went from Gail King and Snoop, her, you know, having to do her job. Then when, you know, they did the uh, memorial ceremony at the Staples Center, people were talking about, well, why didn't Kobe's parents speak to why didn't Vanessa mention Kobe's parents to why didn't the sisters speak? Like it was way, it was way too much. Maybe they didn't want to. And I'm like, so we're not. Maybe they designated her so, as his exactly. wife to be the one who spoke for the family. Like we don't know. Cause it's not right. our damn business. <laughs> right. Sean, I, Sean, I've had my, when my grandmother, my grandmother lost a few of her uncles and well, my, my, both of my grandparents lost, you know, a few of my uncles. My grandparents didn't speak at the funeral. Like, is that a thing? Like, that, does that have to happen? So I just, I don't know. I just think that people don't live their lives off of social media enough. And it's like, why are we talking about... So y'all really don't understand why Snoop is mad? Then it's then it went from Snoop is a misogynist to look how he treats his wife, which is this also is what none we're of doing. our business because obviously she none of our business right with it. Right, like and I, I look, look, look. I said this before, and I'll say this again on this here podcast. I have equal opportunity when it comes to accountability. I understand that we have to protect black women because black women are grossly disrespected. However, that does not mean that you get a, get to get away with what you get away with because you are a black woman. I will I will say that till I go home to be with the Lord. Just because everybody makes mistakes. 
We are not a mistake-free universe. Especially when Since you're when emotional. is it okay to do certain stuff? Right. Like, I've seen so many times where uh, people have been irrational in their decision-making. And rather is right or wrong, it's not for me to determine every single aspect of someone's life because they're a certain group of people. Like, that's not how this works. If you messed up, you messed up. I don't care who you are. We have to get out of this space where we feel like we can only hold certain people accountable because we need to protect them. Like, yeah, we still need to protect mm-hmm. them, but you can still be wrong. Gail King was dead wrong. For and this to my, oh, it was in contact. Then, well, that little bit that I saw was enough for me to form an opinion that she was out of pocket. Because when she, when Lisa Leslie said, I don't know him to be like that or, you know, in that wheelhouse. And then Gail was like, but you wouldn't. So if I wouldn't, why are you asking me these questions then, girl? Right, right. That's that's my point. And again, don't tell me it's just her being a journalist. None of these. You don't have to ask a question as a journalist. And And then people was like, well, if if you would be a bad journalist if you didn't ask that question. <laughs> no, you're a horrible journalist for asking that question. Are you kidding me? Like, things can be yes. off limits as a journalist. <laughs> like, like, you really didn't have to say that. So, so of course, we see what happened. Snoop apologized. And people was mad at him for that, too, because when they was like... Well, your mama made you apologize. Yeah, that's Nigga, why he Kevin Hart said he was tired. He wasn't gonna apologize no more because you damned if you do and you damned if you don't. And the bottom line is, people just get Thank on the you. internet board and they be looking for something to do. And Snoop was the thing to do at the moment. Right. It's almost like it's almost like people sit there by their phones, by their computers, by their they are, and they're just waiting for someone to do something wrong just so they can have a conversation to spark. That's sad. If, you live, if you're living your life like that, Obviously. You I mean, like sick. I said, that lady wrote a think piece about Killmonger, a fictional Marvel character villain. Okay, so listen. So I don't follow April. Uh, and I, well, that's her, I that's who her said name, it. but and she doubled down on it. So yeah, she, she did say it. So she, it. right? If y'all don't know what we're talking about, we'll we'll get back to Snoop and, and Gail in a second and Kobe. But if y'all know what we're talking about, I didn't even know this until saw until you tweeted it. I'm like, well, no, you. T- I, I can't you remember. All I know is I'm something. scrolling Twitter. And so I see Killmonger trending. So I'm like, uh, Black Panther ain't scheduled to come out to what, like 2022? Like, what is what is going on here? So I get in there, right. and then I see people like going in, going in, going in. Oh, and I'm like, boy. huh? So then I finally weed through and find her tweet. And I'm just like, seriously? <laughs> so if y'all don't know what we're talking about, we know who Killmonger is. By the way, Killmonger has been a fictional character in in uh, in Black Panther since 1973. There's that year again. 1973. They, of course, we know movie Black Panther, Academy Award winning Black Panther, whatever. The conversation was about Killmonger being a misogynist. Because of how he treated the like, women characters in the movie. 
Matter of fact, do you know where the tweet is? Like, can we find it? Because I want to read it. <laughs> let me see if I can. Let me see if I can I would find. Really it like to read it because I want to. I want to. What is her name? Now listen. While now while we're saying this, keep in mind that it has been a million movies that have displayed misogynistic quote unquote characters. In Marvel and other movies. I mean, don't even get me started with Pulp Fiction. If y'all have not seen Pulp Fiction, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, it has been tons of movies like this. And I'm just Okay, like, here it goes. It says, note how Killmonger treats every woman in this film with disrespect, with lack of equity. It starts with the woman in the museum. Then his girlfriend, even the hey auntie, is disrespectful in tribal council room and later in the healing room, all intentional. <laughs> oh, April. Now, wait, no, no, no. This is not, not buying you. This is not. Super interesting the responses to this particular tweet. He was a villain. That was That's what bad guys do. As if. His part in the film is justified his misogyny and misogynoir, or however you pronounce that word. You can root for Killmonger, think he has some uh-huh. real points, and still acknowledge his treatment of women. We way too woke, okay? When we start picking <laughs> apart right. the flaws of, of villains. This is not like Black Panther, the hero treating people like crap. This is the villain who's literally murdering people, men, women, children alike. Like, he does not discriminate. He will kill anybody. He's not a good guy. Why in the hell would he be respectful to women? Did she have I that same know, energy for Thanos? But even if she didn't, like... That man killed... What? He's a villain. <laughs> that man, that man sacrificed his whole uh, adopted daughter they for an do infinity whatever song. To whoever, that's for whatever reason. <laughs> right. right. The Joker blew up a hospital. Right. When I saw that song, he blew up a hospital. You don't yeah. think no women was in there? You don't think no babies was in there? Like he blew up. They, they are villains. Yeah. They're crap people. They are trash people by design. And by the way, did we ever even get to the point of why Killmonger was an asshole to begin with? That man was, he was basically abandoned by his whole family. And he found out that he was abandoned. You double down by trying to be funny because people are telling you he was a villain. Like, that's the point. You you like you try you, to be funny right. with the the uh, SpongeBob right. writing where you know you do capital lower like you mocking it, but that's literally the point, girl. That's right. The point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're 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 sitting here and being analyzed. a villain, not even a fictional, fictional character. character. Like character. If he, he was just a regular character, and you wanted to pick it apart. Okay, it's stupid, but I'll give you that. <laughs> But he right. is literally a villain. This is right. what he does. He's supposed to be yeah. this way. It, That's what makes him a villain. <laughs> right. He's supposed. And right. And I'm I'm sitting like here thinking if, like, have you're you ever nice, seen then a you're nice probably villain? like the hero, right? 
Right. So if if that's the case, so is Scar from Lion King misogynistic? <laughs> uh, is Jafar from uh, Aladdin misogynistic? No, I mean, we don't. I mean, we we don't really have break to this break stuff it down. down right? That's also the point. Like this is dumb <laughs> from the gate. I'm sorry. I'm being sarcastic. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> that was my the stupid. Listen, I don't know the woman, and, and it I was people defending it too. And I was just like, I hate it here. Yeah, okay? yeah, I, I did see that too. Smith, right now, <laughs> I hate it here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh. There is a time to be woke, and there is a time to go to sleep. Like nothing. I'm else telling you. Be, be, I'm telling you. Social media has that moment. I'm telling you, social media has fried people's brains. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, yeah, that Killmonger thing killed me. No pun intended. But um, that's funny. <laughs> that was that was a good segue from the whole Snoop stuff. So speaking of Snoop, so we we seen what happened. Snoop apologized. People didn't want to accept that neither, but he apologized ne- ne- uh, nevertheless. And then this happened. Snoop took his stupid <laughs> ass to Red Table Talk. Son, we are both fans of Red Table Talk. I, I, I actually like the show. But I was so mad that Snoop yes, don't forget and, the and turtleneck. his turtleneck went on Red... Can't forget the turtleneck. Mm-hmm. Sitting here looking like a substitute teacher on Red Table Talk. Why Jada needed an episode did he go and... on Red Table Talk? I don't know why Snoop <sighs> I'm saying this as a fan of the show. That made the situation look way worse than it needed to be. And the only thing that I got out of that whole entire interview was that Gail King was invited to the show. She trying to distance herself because she know that they made her look bad and she made herself look bad. And so she don't want to keep harping on it. She just wanted to go away, really. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. I didn't watch it. Because I don't care. (laughs) I didn't either. But I did see a clip. And I don't know how much or the context around the clip. But I'm just going to give my opinion on what I saw of Jada trying to make it seem like Snoop disrespected all black women. By like no, I hate that so much. Oh my god! Okay, we don't like being grouped. No other times. Let's not group ourselves now. Like you know, when one person do something, we don't want everybody. Think all black people is like that. He did not disrespect every black woman. I am a black woman. I felt no disrespect. Because she it Why was the drama that? of the show, I believe. Because I don't think a... she cared. Like, he called one woman out her name. He was semi-wrong for that, just in the sense that he called her out her name. That's it. That's all. But, um, yeah, like, he wasn't talking to all of us. We ain't all say what she said about Kobe. Like, stop putting freaking 10 on 20 right now. Like, you're doing too much. I, I just... I... I don't like that. I don't like that at all. We that, that's that's you know what that reminds me of, and you know again with 
with wisdom comes responsibility. You know, that's almost like yeah. saying that all black men are deadbeats, drug dealers, basketball players. Like, no, it is actually good men out here that are doctors, lawyers, that actually take care of their families and they look out for the betterment of the community. And it is, you know, not all black women are loud, ghetto, obnoxious, and are bedwitches neither. That it is really some wholesome black women out here who carry themselves with respect, dignity, and honor. I don't. Why do we lump people in categories for negativity? I don't get that. It's that's always been weird to me how people do that. Like, when, like for instance, just like you know, and, oh, and, why you know, when we get thought. to Father's Day because we always like to flame, you know, flame Father. <gasps> yeah, right. We always get to the point where on Father's Day, and you know, this is a you know prerequisite for what we're going to talk about when we get to that point. You know, God willing, that. Father's Day Again. comes, and, it and as a mother, I be so annoyed. Why? <laughs> Hell, as a father, I'm annoyed because listen, I, I'm a family man. I take care of my wife, and I take care of my children. Not just in a sense of the 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 caveman mentality, but I try to be there in every aspect of my children's life. Rather, it's emotionally, rather it's spiritually, rather it's just you know giving my kids game. You know what I'm saying? playing with my kid, you know, you know, be doing the things that fathers are supposed to be doing anyway. I don't want to hear that on Father's Day. First of know, all, let's say what it, it's you know, only I, the bitter. For, That's all it is. It turns it's like the bitter baby mamas yeah. and then they want to get on I'm, I'm both the mama and the daddy. It's like, okay, girl, you chose somebody for your kids that was not the best person for your kids. So you are, in a sense, doing all the work but you are not playing both roles you just being a good mama like he ain't doing it and so you ain't gonna let your kids go out so you just doing your job like that's what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. that's why you get mother's day mm-hmm. for all that you do like mm-hmm. we get that weekend but that's why you get mother's day for all that you do you don't get to then double dip and be like I'm his dad you're not <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Not. You really are. And even if the right, and even right, and even if it is the case that the father is not present, yes. there is other men that are probably instrumental in your life that you can actually shout out. You don't have to say, well, you know, Father's <laughs> Day to me and all these niggas is trash. Like, like, why do we do that? Like, quit lumping people into a category just for negative use. You know what I'm saying? like, And that's what I felt like happened on Red Table Talk. When Jada said that, because I seen the clip too, I was like, what? Like, that's not true at all. Like, no, he was not disrespectful to... Uh, maybe you felt that way because it may affected you, but the whole gist of what it Snoop was saying wasn't towards every so like, single black woman. But right. Right. And, and I know, and I know black Twitter, I know. <laughs> I know. I I'm a misogynist too. now. Let me let me just, you know, because you, you know that's what's going to happen, right? You know they're going to be like, oh, they, they a bunch of Snoop apologists and blah, 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 blah. No, I'm actually realistic. <laughs> like, we, we got to... St- I'm, I'm serious, man. This this bubble of internet While perfection they is so Nowhere nauseating. Nowhere. <clears throat> People expect a level of perfection right. for everybody else. 
that they will never themselves obtain. And it's freaking mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Some of the and some of the stuff that I see that people do in real life would never tweet that. So I'm just like, huh, okay. You're only gonna tweet what you're going to mm-hmm. allow people to see. But yeah. if people really start tweeting their real life and what they're really like, oh, it'll be a whole 180 out here in these uh in these internet streets. So I just need y'all to I just need people to stop. Cause it's it's out of hand, and I saw that between black men and black women with that whole Snoop and Gail King exchange, and I was just so disturbed because I'm like, look, I understand that we're not gonna get along. I understand that we're going to piss each other off, but this whole notion that I got it worse than you sometimes bothers me because I'm like, yes, I get it. Black women are disrespected more than black men. But I'm also not about to sit here and play the well, I yeah, got it worse like, in the game neither. If <laughs> we like, both at the bottom. I, I'm a... Well, well, well. Right. If we're in a line and it's a whole bunch of white supremacists with pitchforks and guns and they see a black man and a black woman standing neither next one. to each other, like, so we, who's going to get spared? We both end up neither dead, one. Doesn't <laughs> right. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's not going to yeah. make a difference because we're both going to be dead because we're both black. Like, I, I, But that just goes back to people don't have nothing me. else that to do. That bothers me so much. So they are now creating conflict and this nitpicking and looking for mess to keep up. That's why I get in, I do my little few retweets, and then I get out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's, it's like the plague, man. You get sucked mm-hmm. in to the internet vortex, and it's so hard to get out. Oh, Especially when you're getting into no a debate like, about something, right. and somebody... <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. yep, exactly. Like, you, you won. You, you can have that. You can have that. All right. So I am going to talk about this story. I don't know. I I don't think I've ever sent you this uh, link about this mother in Florida. I I, I didn't really want to talk about this. Um, No, it's it's about this uh, mom in Florida that wants her son to get the death penalty. Her her boyfriend or whatever. Oh yeah, you sent it to me. Yes, yes. I feel for her to even have to come <sighs> to that conclusion about your baby. Like I don't know what that's like to to have a child that you view in such a negative way that you would say such a thing. I mean, I could see like if my son, you know, did something, maybe saying he should be punished. I don't know if I could ever as a mom be like yeah I think you should kill my baby like I don't I don't know I could get there yeah I'm trying to see if I could pull the article up because it, it goes to a deeper issue I I just I don't know how I feel about that I mean that's 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 a different level of, of hate um so let me see if this is it. Uh, I don't think this is it. No, this lady isn't. This this is definitely not it because the lady is actually a, a black woman. 
No, I'm not purposely coming for black women, ladies and gentlemen. I know y'all probably going to be like, oh, here he go. Just searching for stuff about black women. I want to talk about this because it goes to a deeper issue about um, about do you are you supposed to love your significant other more than your children? Now, some people feel differently about that. Some people feel like you're not supposed to, you know what I'm saying, uh, I mean, biblically, the Bible says some people may feel otherwise. Now, as a wife and a Mm -hmm. mother, Mm -hmm. I lean more towards my kids. I can't lie. Like my babies come come first. Mm -hmm. Like I make sure they eat first. I make sure they okay first. Like they came from me so instinctually that's mm-hmm. just who I am like I make sure Antoine good he eating everything but like I'm gonna always like take care of my kids first because honestly the way I see it is like these gonna always be my babies like you know you, you might not always be my husband like mm-hmm. I, I pray that you will be but like I carry these kids in my body like I'm take care of my kids first mm-hmm and I and I re, and I re, right and I respect that you know I don't think it's a, a a right or wrong answer to this I think that either answer you give it's it just goes to stand of um what who you you know what you stand for as an individual but I just think that it, it just yeah bothered she me was from basically the like that kill she him was hurry so up and kill him like let me kill him about like, it I was just like. Wow, like, did you ever like him? Like, did this hate just... I'm, I think I read that she said that he was, like, a problem kid or he was, like, always in trouble anyways. And she's like, he was evil and he had, like, an evil spirit. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, I, again, I just thought that was very odd because I felt like... Because from what I was reading... Other report, man. I wish I could pull this up. I can't pull it up nowhere. But from what I was reading about this um, article, is that that he was actually supposed to go with the dad that day, and he never made it to his dad because um, he ended up killing the man, the, you know, the fiance or whatever. And it's like, okay, if if he's always been a toxic kid, then. Did you get him help? Did he seek help? Were you proactive in getting him help? Like, step if you know every every probably I mean everybody has probably that problem child. Everyone has that one that you know you love your kids equally, mm-hmm. but some sometimes it's that one that just gives you a hard time. But it's up to you as the parent to kind of strategize and find ways mm-hmm. to uh, to make sure that that child mm-hmm. is still you know, looked out for and, and, you know, and so I just was, uh, I was very upset because I'm just like, you know, what did she do um, to make sure that this child was protected at all costs? But then again, it's like, are you paying more attention to the guy that, um, (laughs) man, I cannot find this doggone article. (laughs) It's bothering me that I can't find this article. But I mean, are you really going all all the way to protect your child? Um, it, I don't know, man. It, it 
it just it just bothers oh, me. Oh, Skylar, give it up. I cannot. I really can't. Just, just. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. Need to I'm bring trying. Cody in here to sing the song for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Please don't fall frozen me to death. Cause she be hitting it. Don't uh, don't even do she it. She do the little twirl around everything. Oh, you oh here. Found it. Well, here it is. I found it. I oh, found it. I think this is it. Let me see. Let me see. Oh man, I didn't want to go on YouTube. Jesus. Um, let me see. Let me see. Oh, that's funny because the the um on the side, the, the next thing that was gonna be talked about was Aaron Hernandez. That that that's crazy. Yeah, so okay, so basically uh oh, I was Detroit, gonna say oh, God, that, but I thought I was wrong, Detroit. so I didn't say anything. You said Florida, but I could have sworn it was in Detroit. Yes. This was in Detroit? Oh god, that's even worse. Why do we why are we like this, mm-hmm. Michigan? <laughs> I thought it was Florida. Maybe the person who retweeted it was from Florida. But yeah, so basically, uh, I, I mean, I'm gonna just go ahead and play a little bit of it. Hold on, let me see. Simply jealous of the love she had for the decorated sergeant. Clyburn was engaged to Hicks' mother, and she calls her son a monster, wishing he could be sentenced to death for his heinous crime. Seven Action News reporter Kimberly Craig has the story. It's hard to imagine any mother wishing her own son could get the death penalty, but Nicolina Pace says not many mothers have seen what she has witnessed. To me, he's a monster. You were smart enough not to shoot yourself like that. You knew exactly what you were doing. Nicolina Pace is talking about her 19-year-old son, Antonio Hicks, who allegedly shot the man she was so eager to marry, her soulmate, Air Force Sergeant Johnny Clyburn. I think the devil was in Antonio, and I think he was jealous. I think he was jealous that... He had to leave because he knew he had to leave. We were planning the wedding. We didn't want you here. He knew he had to leave. And John was not going to take care of a grown man that couldn't even, that wasn't even trying to help himself. Nicolina says her fiance was her everything, their love like a fairy tale. And she says all John ever tried to do was help her son who was never diagnosed with a mental condition. But she and John thought the 19 year old had some sort of problem. And John tried to help him get on social security. But Nicolina says her son never followed through, and he resented that he was going to have to move to Florida to live with his father. That's what it was. That's the Florida connection. So he was supposed to move to Florida uh, with the with the father. That's that's why I don't know why I thought this was from Florida, but that's the reason why. The way she talked about him, like she hated so him, it's almost like he's... she never liked him. Right. That's why I was like. This story is really, really bad. This is bad, but I, it's more. It's more that she said in this that I was just like, kind of like, ugh. Schizophrenic, schizophrenia and mental illness. He gives those people a bad name. I don't even believe he has that. I just think he has the devil in him. The day after Memorial Day, when Sergeant Clyburn got home from work, he was in the basement cleaning up something Antonio broke. And so John turned around to see what Antonio want. That's when Antonio shot him. Nicolina says she started hitting Antonio. He left the basement, but then came back. Why do you think he made him come back downstairs? Because I think he still thought John was alive. And Nicolina does not waver when she says she wishes her son could get the death penalty. Like a petition or something where he can get the death penalty. This is the part. And we can make an example out of him. And I would be the first person to 
print my signature at the top. I don't think he deserves to be here. He knew how in love we were. So why destroy it? It's like he think he, he walked away with something. Look what I took from you. He wanted to do this. I believe it was purposely done. I believe he thought about it. It was probably premeditated. And to anyone who has ever loved John, Nicolina says she is sorry for what her son has done. On Detroit's east side, Kimberly Craig, 7 Action. So um, yeah, so that was out of uh, WXYZ in Detroit Channel 7. Um, I was very disturbed <laughs> when I got that tweet. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, like I said, when she said like that she would be the first one to sign on a dotted no line of her wanting him, even now, she don't want him to get help, she just want him dead. Like, no. Okay. I'm going to tell a little story. Um, God rest my dad's soul. But my dad was a Rolling Stone to the highest degree. My dad had a lot of women that he was messing around with after him and my mom got divorced. Of course, I, my, my parents got divorced when I was six years old. So my dad had a lot of women that he was seeing. He stayed with different women. My, my daddy was the true definition of a player, right? And it was women that were very, uh, they weren't happy, to say, to say the least, that my dad had a young son. You know, my, my father was 36 mm-hmm. years old when, when I was born. So, you know, he was up there. And, you know, my dad, like I said, my dad got around. And so it was one woman in particular that did not like the fact that I was around my dad. And instead of my dad staying with this woman, when she told him, well, I can't be around you because you're spending more time with your Basically. son than me. He was like, well, you got to leave. I understand her, the woman, saying that she was in love with this man. But if you knew, again, it goes back to my original point. If you knew your son had a problem, because miss me with the he got the devil in him. I hate when people say that. Like, oh, it's just the devil. The devil made me do it. Like, no, like something was wrong. Something made him feel that way. If you were showering that man with more love than that young man was getting, and that he was already away from his father. Some kids don't just don't take that well. Some kids don't take the fact that their parents are not together very well. You know, it all depends on how you, you know, you raise your children or your children adapt to that separation. But we don't know what that mother was doing in front of that child, sitting here flaunting this man in front of this child to make him feel that way. You sit here planning a wedding, a whole wedding. If the dude was, if the young man was supposed to go with his father, Mm-hmm. Why the hell is he with his father if you was planning his wedding? Or if he was such a terrible kid, again, why wasn't he with the father? I th- that it just boggles my mind. I don't understand that. And so no, it, you know, it, did, did, the, did the man have to lose his life? No, absolutely not. But don't sit here and make it seem like y'all was just a perfect couple and everything was hunky dory and, and everything was great. No, something was wrong with this young man. And you didn't protect him. You didn't give him necessities that he needed. 
And then there you go. Now that man is dead. So I don't know, man. I just think it's horrible. And, you know, God rest that man's soul. But she was out of line for that. That's why I was, you know, my original point was, you know, do you do you look after your children more than you look after your spouse? You know, and if you have either, you know, and neither answer is mm-hmm. wrong, but the extremities that people do go to sleep around with these individuals. I mean, Sean, how many times have we watched the news and we see yeah, a child abused or a child murdered because of some uh, dude or, you know what I'm saying? That I just refused to watch about the little baby who uh, got killed by his mama's mm-hmm. boyfriend and or, and or her or both of them, or whatever. Like, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't know. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I would love to hear everybody else's opinion. I'm gonna actually post this, uh, that interview, uh, on my, uh, on my regular Facebook page just to see everybody's feedback because I'm interested to see how people are feeling about that. It's just, I, I just, I would never. You know, and mm-hmm. I, you know, my wife is my wife, but I mean, these are my kids, yeah. man. Like, I help, I help bring bring you into this world. This woman, this woman actually gave birth to this young <laughs> man, and you saying you gonna sign? You be the first to sign on the dotted line? I'm like, damn, <laughs> okay. So, um, so I just wanted to kind of talk about that. Um, while we're away, um, uh, power, uh, went let away. me say power that finale was trash. Book two. Three, four, and five. Ah, I was the wondering last how you season felt about the finale. Up and I down was wondering. It just what is with shows? Do they go on too long to when they get to the end? They just don't know. Like, are y'all not planning ahead? Y'all don't know what to do. Like, first of all, we didn't need the whole who shot ghost, all of that. Like, Paz didn't need her own episode. Um Tasha ain't never that been that just, stupid oh to where she would put a murder on this dude without knowing exactly where he was. Like, it just, the planning behind her even doing that didn't even make no sense. Like, did she think that he wasn't gonna, like, tell them, you know, I didn't do this and, like, try to save himself? Like, why does she feel like mm-hmm. that would even stick? And then Tyree killing ghosts. Like, first of all, the whole Make a Tyreek have a conflict was with Ghost was lazy. That you never been there, you never cared for me. Like very untrue statements. It... Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, like, if you like, look okay, at how Ghost was with job, his kids, be mad about that. But to say that I never loved you, I was never there for you. I was like, oh, that's a stretch in and of itself. Um, then him killing right. Ghost was just lazy it, uh, I was not a fan Mom, okay I will say I believe power lost its luster the minute that they decided to put a bullet in Angela at that moment I said oh, yeah boy. like I didn't understand that when either when that happened at that moment you, and that was like, you know what I'm saying? Dynamic, it's dynamic just, the none of it made sense. Like between her and, and Tasha. Yeah, and the, the 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 last episode, the part that I didn't that I hated, 
the 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 one of the last maybe ten minutes, the whole Tasha yeah, and it was so it, sloppy. Old boy to be like, out the one that, that that did it. I was like, I was like, I know Tasha's stupid. He has a gun. She's not like, that stupid. Huh? Like, come on. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, that that's the part where I was like. And then what made what made it even worse is if you watched the finale, there was oh no God, reason listen. for Paz to have an old episode based off of the finale. Pies she played no, point in the whole no episode, part in the rest of the entire series. Necessary to be yeah because she was yeah she was a recurring yeah. character at best. <laughs> yeah, she was like Ruiz. Really Hell, Ruiz had more. From and then she was so dumb. I believe that you loved her. And then why do you think like anybody? If anybody knew Ghost, they know good and well. Ghost ain't killed no Angela. They are telling exactly. you that they didn't kill her. And then you put that. your family's money on the line for you not to find out nothing. And now y'all have lost her pension. Like, if Jamie wouldn't have left them no money, they'd be screwed. That was like the only good part of the episode at the end when they found out exactly. they wouldn't yeah. no money. I was cracking up laughing in the living room. It's like, oh, that yeah, was funny. Yeah, Ghost gonna get his way one way or the other. Oh, that was funny. The whole, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The whole he got to maintain a, uh, a 3.5 GPA mm-hmm. in order to even see that money. He has to he has to stay in school and not miss any time. That was the only good I said, "Bravo!" Now that part, I was like, "Yes, for a year. yes." He just and set you up for a year, buddy, and I hope you got <laughs> for a whole year. year. <laughs> yeah, that mm-hmm. right. That's the only good part. Petty, petty. I loved it. That that part, I, I don't believe it did. Yeah, still. everything else, nah. Nah. No, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's like you still don't believe he's dead. Me Come on, that I still don't think he did. Because remember when we thought Canaan was dead, we thought he had burnt up. We didn't see nobody, and then boom, he was back. Like yeah, yeah. the news is saying he's dead, and, and all of this, and we see him bleeding, but we ain't see him and nobody until I see a body go in the ground or on an autopsy table or something. I don't believe he did. Yeah, I don't believe it either. Um, I just, I don't know. It, it it was lazy writing. It was pathetic. I'm just like, man, get the hell out of here, man. I, I was like, I wasn't a fan either. Like we they we went didn't, on too long. Yeah, we didn't need that many episodes just to tell us the the obvious that Tariq was the one that killed him. I mean, I thought it was Ramona, but I thought they was gonna have a swerve and they didn't. I was just like. Oh. But uh, so that that was that the was, Tay episode was good. Tay episode was good. Good. I did like that episode. I like that he uh, actually had and Tommy's to episode was good. Yeah, they could have kept Paz's episode. Um, I like the Dre episode though, even though Dre was stupid as hell at the end. <sighs> yeah, Dre episode was good. So they could have kept Paz in that finale. Yeah, Paz in the finale was white. I, I would agree. I would agree. That finale was so whack. I thought they was gonna play the Trey Songs version of Big Rich Time. They could have. <laughs> Like that's how bad it was. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. So yeah, I'm I'm not looking forward to Power Books two, three, four, five, and seventeen. I'm ready to cancel my stars. I'm debating going back to four phone if I even want to bother to go through any of this. Yeah, I don't know about 
I don't know. I don't know neither. I mean, I, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna actually watch that first episode of book two to see where it goes, and then if it's nothing, then and then Sax is back. He got his job back. Like, Sax, the fact that Sax got his job back was like in what world? Why would is you... he not dead or fired? Like this How? stuff like that is what is turning me off. Right. So in, the, in the beginning, the show made sense. People got fired when they're supposed to get fired. And they got dead when they were supposed to get dead. Right now. Sex still as many people sex that got killed or made them lose their jobs by his stupidity, and then he gets a promotion. Like, stop it! And stop I'm, it right now! And I'm so, and I'm sitting here like his whole base for even being in that department. Like you breaking the law just as much as ghosts, right? I'm like your whole his whole mo was capturing ghosts. He ghosts got killed. Sex had nothing to do with it, and you get a promotion. I'm like, huh? That doesn't make any sense, but you know, I digress. Two well, thumbs down. Yeah, two thumbs down. Was not was not a fan. Was not a fan. Um, other things that happened, the whole D Wade nonsense. I don't even really want to talk about that. Just all I got another to, thing that ain't none of our business. Exactly. All I got to say is that man loves his child unconditionally. Whatever happens in his household is his household. Who am I to judge? Love your child unconditionally. That's all I got to say about yeah, that. That's all I got. And then, and then on the on the flip side, we actually can't be mad at Boosie for his opinion because honestly, Boosie really didn't say nothing wrong. He was just highly aggressive as Boosie. He did a- say something wrong because first of all, nobody never said nothing about any reconstructive surgery. Okay, that part. Okay, that part I do pocket. agree with. That okay, that part I do agree with. But that I, was like the whole purpose of the rant. It's like you ranting about something that nobody even mentioned, but you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I, I, I guess I'm looking at it from the gist of what Boosie was saying. I don't think what he was really the uh, outside of reconstructive surgery alone. I think what he was basically saying was like, "Don't do that to your child. That's a child. All right, whatever." But again, I look, mean, I could understand if they had said they were gonna do that. And then you wanted to put your two cents in, even though still it's none of your business. But nobody even mentioned it but Boosie. Yes, like, yes. You true. didn't even have to record this video telling them what they should do with their child's private parts because nobody has even mentioned them. That's that's true. That's true. I will, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So again, love your child unconditionally. D Wade loves his child. I mean, I'm not digging into his relationship with his ex-wife that's none of my business whatever, somebody whatever. else said something about that and i'm just like i know really all of this boils down to we need to stay out of other people's households there you because go because i've seen stuff where they was like she um was struggling for mental illness or whatever or she was like she was gonna hurt herself or you know like i we don't know enough information to say if he was wrong or right for divorcing his wife, like we don't know, so we should just not comment on it. Right, I agree with that. I agree with that again. Love your child unconditionally. Um, other things that has happened. Um, I haven't heard the Drake freestyles yet, but I heard they they pretty dope. I'm gonna definitely check it up. You know, I have. I know you have. Number one Aubrey fan, so I do want to check that out. And then Megan Thee Stallion. Lord have mercy. That whole situation is ongoing with her contract uh, with 1511 Entertainment, whole Carl Crawford, Jay Prince saga, her signing with Rock Nation, and them saying that she couldn't release any music because she wanted to renegotiate her contract. And then the contract itself was, I mean, on the surface level, it was just kind of like, oh, man, that's, that's what she's getting. 
out of her contract. I mean, they said it's pretty almost standard. Yeah, they said it's a pretty standard contract. Which, if that is the case, but Megan Thee Stallion just wanted to renegotiate her contract, that's one thing. But again, if that's the case, don't put that out there on social media. Even because I, I listened to the Breakfast Club interview this morning, and she said that they were talking about her, and I'm just like, but still, like, just don't put your business out there because everybody's gonna want to dive in and ask questions. Just, just do it behind closed doors. Renegotiate your contract. If if it doesn't happen, take them to court. But you don't have to but say anything thing, about though, it. Like, Joe Budden was saying, why would they renegotiate her contract? She ain't even put out an album. Like, yeah, she did a mixtape. Sean Fever was a mixtape. That's what I'm saying. So it's <laughs> like, why would I renegotiate with what have you done to prove that I should even renegotiate it right now? You've put out nary an album. Exactly. I agree. I agree because people were, and then people were saying, well, well, why would you, why would you be so like uh, about? That because you know she needs to be compensated properly. Oh, well and fine. Yes, she does need to be compensated properly, but she also needs to have a body of work. So that's just neither here nor there, and that's pretty much it. Um, we actually got a recording in. I'm very happy. <laughs> um, you know, we'll, we'll try not to wait as long to to do this the next time because <laughs> I know people are gonna be asking. Yes, it's a whole lot of stuff we didn't get into, like the coronavirus and all of that stuff. We'll we'll wait till next time, um, and we will we will end it right there. Unless you had anything else. No, because I got kids coming in the house. I know everybody heard them, and the little ones running around. It's house in here. Right. Oh my gosh, she got her kids running around. <laughs> So ratchet they are on this podcast. Hey, we a real one. We don't live in alternate universes like everybody else does. And that's going to actually end it there. Um, episode 38 is in the books. Um, Sean, you know what to do. And we will get going um, from there. Instagram and uh, Twitter at HoneyBunches. It's H-U-N-N-I-I-E-B-U-N-C-H-E-S. All right, follow me on Twitter at Biscott, the poet, capital B-I-G, capital S-K-Y-E, the poet, on Instagram at Biscott83. Uh, find us. Uh, y'all have no. Uh, I know y'all have no idea. Podcast. Leave me alone. I'm saying it too fast. Uh, also, uh, again, just hit us up with topics. And again, anchor. Thank you for all of your support. Until next time, peace.